Porcelain Travels, true stories of humor, horror, and revelation in, on, and around toilets, tubs, and showers encountered on my travels. Excerpted from the book Porcelain Travels by me, Matthew Felix. Porcelain Travels is a Forward Indies Book of the Year finalist for humor, winner of four Solas Awards, including Gold for Humor, and a number one bestseller in Amazon's travel humor and literary travel categories. Porcelain Travels is available on Amazon, as well as most other online booksellers. For more information, check out matthewfelix.com porcelain. Ironically though, my most intense bathing experience of my travels wasn't someplace I was staying. I had lived in Istanbul and Turkey for a year, but I'd never gone to a Turkish bath or hammam. So when I discovered that there was one near my hotel where I was staying in Morocco, I didn't give it a second thought. The time had come to write a horrible wrong, one that had weighed on my conscience for far, far too long. I was going to a Turkish bath in Morocco. Now, this Turkish bath was nothing like the beautiful old marble-covered Turkish hammams I'd heard so much about. The floor, the, the walls, the ceiling, everything was made of the same gray stone. A heavy mist hung in the air and light was scarce, as though unwelcome there. Now, the mistake I made, though, it wasn't going to the hammam. The mistake I made was agreeing to the massage. And I knew things had taken a turn from the worst when I saw my masseur. A fleshy giant with the palest of skin, the thinnest of hair, and the dimmest and dullest of, of expressions. Everything about him said if he had ever seen the light of day, he had no recollection. <laughs> he wore this obscenely small, dingy pair of underwear that clung precariously to his sweaty buttocks and groin. <laughs> Saturated to lurid transparency. In spite of myself, I stared like a witness at a car. <laughs> Snapped out of my stupor only when he turned <clears throat> and looked my way, our eyes locking. <clears throat> Next thing I knew, he had me kneeling on the floor before him. And once he was done scrubbing my upper body and arms, I had the surreal impression the giant was making another, even more bizarre request. Rather than merely kneel on the floor, he seemed to be asking me to lie down on it. Now, I'm not even remotely a germaphobe. Unless you're about to perform surgery, I think the hand sanitizer is ridiculous. Yet another product, cleverly designed and ingeniously marketed to keep consumers in a constant state of paranoia. <laughs> I will drink from parents' cups, I never put antiseptic on cuts, and I'm a lifelong adherent to the three-second rule. Rarely having any issues picking up food that's fallen to the floor and popping it in my but this wasn't just any floor. This was a slimy, grimy floor. This was a floor rising up from which I was almost certain I could hear the mating calls and battle cries of countless unknown strains of bacteria, a fungi that was sure to colonize each and every crevice of my body, and viruses against which science had yet to develop any means of combating. It didn't matter. Before I could protest, the giant had pushed me to the floor. Then, as though letting out a lifetime of rage to which he'd never been able to give voice, the giant took it up a notch. His massive gut mere inches from my face, and using a new rag that may as well have been made of steel wool, he began scrubbing my helpless body with a relentless fury. I closed my eyes and shut my mouth, holding my breath as a soury sweat of rain down poured down on me. It was agonizing, and I wasn't sure it was ever going to end. Just when I thought it was finally about to, instead, the giant launched into this bizarre practice that would have been completely foreign to any massage therapist I've ever known. As though my body were a human pie crust, he began pinching both sides of my nose from top to bottom. It was excruciating, the steel wool paling in comparison. I began to wonder if there'd be any flesh left on my body by the time the sadistic ritual was finally over. 
Once it was, the giant left me, flinching on the floor like a bug that's been squashed, but isn't quite dead. No sooner did I get back to my hotel, and I stood in front of the mirror, and I took off my shirt. I hadn't been imagining things. In the reflection of my torso, I beheld four butchered patches of flesh where blood had seeped to the surface. Some of it was already scabbed, whereas other areas were still speckled with bright red drops freshly oxygenated blood. The giant had indeed been so rough, he had made me bleed. Now, if lying on the floor of the Hawam was potentially risky, what could be the ramifications of doing so with open wounds? <laughs> I prayed that the water had been hot enough to kill any infectious agents and hoped for the best. Hand sanitizer suddenly sounded like just for the doctor. <laughs>